Wow, can you believe that meeting? I thought the boss was gonna fire Henderson right there in front of all of us. And wasn't it yesterday that he was up for a big promotion? Like, vice president or something? I can't keep up with that guy. His career is tumultuous. He's like the Great Gatsby. If the Great Gatsby wasn't great and uh, worked here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want to grab for lunch? I ran into Sarah and Jocelyn earlier. They were talking about maybe Thai? I could really go for some pho. Stop! Don't do it! Fine, we'll go for sushi then. No, not that. Stop not talking about men. What is this guy talking about? That's more like it. Now listen, a terrorist has placed a voice-activated bomb in this industrial park. It's triggered by any two women discussing a topic that isn't a man. That's ridiculous. What's ridiculous? This person. Man! Say, this man. Fine, this man setting up a very specific bomb is ridiculous. Can we talk about a bomb at least? No. In the romance languages, bomb is gendered female. And to think, I asked when we would ever need to know about gendered nouns. I mean, to think, I asked Senor de la Cruz when we'd ever use gendered nouns. Now you're getting it. Why would he do this? Listen, some men, not all men, just want to watch the world burn. This Christmas, it's she said, he said. Bechdel test. The only way to pass is to fail. This is the Sarcastic Voyage podcast, featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. But I've, I've always been fascinated by, by, I mean, you know, like Riverdale in general, but Jughead specifically. He was always my favorite character. Right. I don't know why. And I, well, it's I mean, like. There's a lot there to relate to. What? I know how there... much you enjoy paper crowns. I do enjoy a king hat, as Paula Tompkins <laughs> calls it. Well, I mean, it's not a king hat if you're wearing it. You're not a king of anything. Is Jughead not a king of anything? I don't think so. Because, look, I understand that was the style. We've talked about these many times before. Yeah, those hats. The Bugsmini hat. Right. But that's that was like the 40s or the 50s or maybe as late as the 60s, but that's as far as I think they go. Yeah. Jughead's still wearing that hat. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, it means more than I'm a, a, a child who wears this thing. Yes. I think it might mean that he's royalty of some kind. I mean, that would actually make a lot of sense if he was like a lost made-up country royalty or something. Right. And he just wore the hat as, like, a reminder. He's he's from, like, the... the uh, He's like the Duke of Hamburgovia or yes. something. <clears throat> he fled because they wanted him to do something other than, you know, eat hamburgers. Right. What does this job entail? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Is that what he sounds like? That's what Jughead sounds like to me. <laughs> like Crow T. Robot? A little bit, yeah. All right. I mean, I watched the uh, cartoon in the 70s, but I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I don't either. I remember he had a super nasally voice when he was on some episode of Sesame Street I saw. Oh, he, yeah. taught you what an, he taught you what what S meant. Oh, because he always wears a sweater with S on it. Yes. Maybe his country starts with S because otherwise wearing an S shirt, like his name is Jughead and he goes to Riverdale High. What the yep. fuck is the S for? Yep. It's for sweater. The S is for socks. 
Oh, so you're saying his pants have a pee on them, but it fell off? Yes. It's on the inside. And it also doubles as uh, salt and pepper. <laughs> and, on the bottom, and there's two more S's on the bottom of his shoes. Right. And two more in his socks. Yes. And then a U for his underwear. Yes. I like this. So does his crown have a C on it? On the inside, yeah. That makes okay. sense. Or H for hat. On the inside, it says, who shall I ever possess this crown shall be king of, uh, of, uh, Hamburgia. Ham- Hamburgrovia? I guess it would just be Hamburg. Yeah, I suppose so. So he's German? I guess so. so they have kings, right? Or had. I guess they don't anymore. Kaisers, I think you'll find. Yeah, either. There you go. Kaiser Jughead. No, I think it would be Jughead. Yeah. Like Yavol. <laughs> Yavol is spelled with a J, so Jughead would be Jughead. Jughead von, von Jones. Right. Jones. Jones. I don't know, because Germany declared war on the Jones boys, so that can't be right. That's true. Maybe that's why he had to flee. That would have been around the right time. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. Our story so far, Cadets Gary and Dottie have raced to the Soviet Union to coordinate a defensive effort against Archduke Pachinko's planetary invasion forces. And now, today's adventure, Cadets to the Rescue. Hot rockets! Those beasts are taking the bait. Only two more clicks. Stay at the Russian way. Two more clicks, skis to the rendezvous. I thought you were Canadian. Don't you know how to say rendezvous? Sergeant Strongarm doesn't like it when I talk European. What part of Europe does he think Canada's in? Wow, that was a close one! Nice save, Dottie! We're coming up on the target. Are the Russians ready with the shrink ray? Roger! Releasing bait! I got him! Oh, look at his little legs! Oh, those giant corgis were a lot tougher than I would have guessed. You know, when we got here, I would have guessed the giant snake would have been the toughest nut to crack. But it just ate the Kremlin and fell asleep. It's like those alien scientists didn't even study the metabolism of the common boa constrictor. Sometimes you amaze me, Gary. Golly. That'll be SVUM command. What is it with those acronyms? I don't know. I just can't call them the Soviet Cosmonaut Uniformed Marshals. Who has the time for that? This is Cadets Dottie and Gary. Go ahead. You have? You did? You are? Shush! We are? There is? They did? Where? Quiet! It is? Horses, we're on our way! What? The Russians have invited us back for goulash. They're sending us to prison? No, that's the gulag. Goulash is the type of stew that... Hot horses! That came from... Great moons of Venus! Look, the Earth is opening up! Look at all that steam! Well, it's vapor, and let's not panic just yet. This might explain that signal I intercepted. What signal? Well, 
A couple hours ago, I heard some radio chatter about underground labs and giant monsters. Why didn't you tell me? Oh, well, you remember when that one corgi rolled over on its back and stuck its tongue out? I guess I got distracted. I'm gonna radio this in. This is Cadets Dottie and Gary. Horses? We can't get a signal. I guess we're gonna have to sit down and have a look. Are we? Couldn't we just, uh, I don't know, go eat some gulag while somebody else has a look? No. just dark. Let's use our B-O-T-T-O-M cosmic illuminators. Right. That thing. Ah! Ah! Those things again. Wait, they're not coming at us. They're flying away from something. Look! I don't see anything. Right. The reason you don't see anything is because there's a giant shadow. No. Uh, it's because my eyes are closed and, and my hands are covering my eyes. And I pulled my jumpsuit up over my head. Well then, you might want to watch where you're going. Gary, look out! <laughs> Gary! <laughs> Horses. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Into the Electric Brain. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Havana. 1957. Corrupt American interests were at the peak of their influence on the small island of Cuba. Among the glamorous patrons of Havana's most notorious night spot, the Tropicana, were powerful politicians, Hollywood stars, and successful authors. Excuse me, uh, sorry, are you famed novelist Patricia Highsmith? The same. Oh my, I'm quite drunk. This cutest rum. Oh dear. Have you been accepting drinks from that rascal Picasso? Mr. Hitchcock, actually. Delightful fellow. That's right. I am. I wouldn't have expected to see a cultured lady such as yourself here in a cockfight. Oh. I wouldn't miss Los Pollos Luchadores. I lost 80 mil pesos in the last bout. It's not a lot, is it? Chenta Mill, you say? Waiter, another drink for Miss Highsmith. Handling. And that's how my father swindled noted author Patricia Highsmith out of the rights to the talented Mr. Ripley. Yes, we know, sir. You play that archival podcast for us at the start of each business day. It's a motivational tactic. You're motivated, aren't you, son? I mean, I guess. So, you gentlemen and ladies... 
Know the deal. This is literally the only intellectual property our studio can afford, because we already own it. And the only way we can keep those rights is prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're still using them. You, of course, know all this, and me repeating it each morning is also a motivational tactic. Now, you were all supposed to bring me a pitch for this year's slight variation on TTMR. What do you got for me? Well, sir, my children were watching a delightful children's classic recently. How do you feel about the talented Mr. Chicken? So, the Mr. Chicken character, presumably from the 1966 Don Knotts movie The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. That's right. This character does, uh, what exactly? Kills a ghost and then pretends to be the ghost? Well, I mean, when you put it like that. Oh, out loud, you mean? Yes. I hate it. Next. Mine's more of a comedy. How do you feel about the talented Mr. Furley? Do we have anything that isn't Don Knotts related? Karate's always big. The talented Mr. Miyagi? You just... you just taking famous misters now? Try a little harder. Next. Well, mine was the talented Mr. Peanut, but I guess we're going in another direction. Yes, we are. While simultaneously going in basically the same direction we've always gone in. Does anyone have anything we can use? I have something, sir. Admittedly, it's like the others, but it's also different. Dynamic. Well, I like dynamic. Henry Limpet lived a solitary life until a strange mishap transformed him. Whoa, I'm a fish! Now he's in a world he's always dreamed of. Finally, my aquatic fetishes seem normal! And now that he's here, he'll do anything to stay. You... you... you'd better just back off or I'll... I'll kill you! The talented Mr. Limpet. Previously on Spanky Barnes, pubescent detective. Barnes, I've got the DA on my ass after you wiped the department's hard drives feverishly trying to clear your sordid browser history. I told you, that was an accident, Chief. The screen was filled with pop-ups. I wasn't born yesterday, Barnes. We have ad blocker and... Net nanny, for that matter. How you got around that is the only reason you're still here. Now, as it happens, we need you. You're in a unique position for this undercover assignment. She's in a position. Ma'am? We need to infiltrate Wilder Memorial High School over in Precinct 69. There's nothing funny about the death of beloved comic actor Gene Wilder. Man was a national treasure. Now, it turns out kids are smacking up or whacking off or something. We need to find that source. Get to the bottom of this. Really drill into that bottom. Those dealers have eluded us for too long, and the mayor wants results. I want you to finger them, pin them to the wall, and just really nail them. Settle down now, class. How am I the teacher? I'm only 12. Everyone's so freakishly tall. Guy in the front row, I'm five feet. Good morning. I am your substitute, Mr. Narc. Narcosin. Narcos. Narcosin D. Policeman. The thief for a detective. Crap. Why did I say that? Um, so is Narcolton your first name or like your other name? Um. Why did they let me pick my own pseudonym? Never, never mind. Uh, so, any of you kids like drugs? I hope the other undercover police officers are doing better than I am. 
Man, I really twerked my dubstep last night. Selfie, sexting. Does anyone know where I can score some drug? These Hamiltons are burning a hole in my piggity pocket. I need drugs from my bay. They're not buying it. Ironic hashtag. You kids get out of here. Leave these fine young boys alone. Thanks, Detective. You sure came to our broskew. Am I using that correctly? Not even a little bit. Spanky Barnes, pubescent detective, we'll be right back. Hey Marty, I brought the chips. We ready to do this thing? Fuck yeah! We're gonna install the hell out of this software, brah! Booyah! Oh hell no, you're not all up about to double click the icon, are you? You know it, bitch! Well, that was uncalled for. Here I go! Click! <laughs> 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 oh, whoa, that was a lot of magic computer smoke. Should <laughs> have put a towel into the door. <laughs> Welcome to me, the installation wizard. I am preparing the install shield, which will guide you through the program setup process. Whoa, a shield. Brodigal. But beware, the install shield comes with a terrible prize. What, is it like cursed by a sorcerer? Yeah, or like... A lady sorcerer? A sorcerette? <laughs> I am the mighty spellcheck. Didst thou mean soccer or perhaps pictographical? Well, maybe. Spellcheck, my ancient enemy. Didst thou mean enema? No, I most certainly did not. Now return to the depths of Microsoft Word from whence you came, foul paperclip demon. By now. Who was that? Well, just some dick. Now, about this program of yours. Yeah, our Flash player's hella outdated. I told you we should have ditched Internet Explorer. Barely bit of bad luck in the jungle, lads. It's me, your intrepid internet explorer. Oh, hello, Wally. Oh, salutations, Lawrence. Your hat is looking pointy as ever. Mm, and your helmet is looking pithy as ever. I say, spot of lunch sound good to you? I'm bloody famished and I could murder a kebab. Oh, yeah, I could eat. I'll just tell these two, uh... Sorry, this installation wizard has shut down. Please... Reconfigure your SMTP firewall through the multibyte SMS port. Oh, uh, okay. What on earth did that mean? Fuck if I know! Our special guest sketch this episode comes from sketch comedian, writing mentor, and all-around lovable guy, Clayton Weller. A full-length interview with Clayton can be heard in episode 16 of my More Bits podcast, available now. Uh, good morning, uh, or evening, I guess. <laughs> uh, my name is Clayton Weller, and for my audition, I'll be performing two monologues. The first will be Jerry from Edward Albee's A Zoo Story, uh, The Zoo Story, rather. Then I'll perform Iago from Othello by... Uh, Shakespeare! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big Willie! Big Willie. I just called the bard a Big Willie in an audition. Okay, I'm gonna start. Thank you. It's just... It's just that... 
It's just that if you can't deal with people, you have to make a start somewhere. With animals. Don't you see? A person has to have some way of dealing with something, if not with people. If not with people, something! With a bed, with a carpet, with a mirror, with a Puerto Rican, with... Oh my god, did I just say Puerto Rican? <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm sorry. Can I start over? I, I know I'm not supposed to, but I, I can't believe this. Woohoo! Can I start over? It's okay? You sure? Okay, thank you. Thank you. It means a ton. Okay, Jerry from a zoo, uh, The Zoo Story. It's just, it's just that. It's just that if you can't deal with people, you have to make it start somewhere. With Puerto Ricans, again! Oh, this has never happened before to me. Passive voice, great. One second, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's start fresh. Yeah, yeah, clean slate. Good morning. Evening, Jesus! Jesus! Evening, one more time. Good evening. Yes, my name is Jerry Weller, and I will be performing Zoo from Iago Clayton's A the Edward story. Then I will put my big willy on an angry black guy. Ah! Worse! This is worse! You thought it couldn't get worse, but it just did. Oh god, it did. It really did. I'm so sorry. Look at me. I'm shaking. I don't normally shake. This couldn't go more poorly. There really isn't any way this could go more. Cunt! Oh my god! I said it. I thought it. Then I said it. It was here. In the no zone. And then it traveled down. And then it came out here. Here. The maw. It came out the maw. The thought, it just, it came out. The thought, whereof doth, like a poisonous mineral, gnaw my inwards, and nothing can, nor shall content my soul, till I am even with him, wife for wife, or failing so, yet that I put the more, at least into a jealousy so strong, that no judgment cannot cure. Cunt! Oh! I thought, I think something is broken inside, broken, dizzy, <laughs> dizzy. Do you mind if I lay down? I'm just gonna lay down. It's okay, good. I'm doing it, I'm laying down now. I'm laying down, just putting my, my face on the cold floor, the cold, dirty floor. Have you noticed how loud it is in here? It's really loud. I think I hear ants. Shh, listen. Where am I? I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still in the audition. You're still watching me. Why? Why is this happening? I've gone way over my time limit. Fucking time limit. You know what? You know what? Let's have a heart to heart. We're all human beings, right? So let's have a heart to fucking heart. How do you think I'm doing? Am I an impressive catastrophe? A hilarious failure? Is this what you want? To see me like this broken down? Is this right now the personal connection you long for? What more do you want from me, huh? What more do you, can I possibly give you? If this isn't enough, I would like, no, I need to know what I'm missing. I need to know what part of me isn't good enough. What piece is deficient? Tell me, tell me, fucking tell me. Give me something, give me anything. Sitting there with your, behind your, the lights with your little notepads and your experience. What do you want from me? What the fuck do you want from me? What? Oh God, no, no, I'm not gonna hurt you. <laughs> like, what's this chair about? I'm like, not gonna hit you, no, really. What made you think, don't get up. Sorry, really, I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, I understand now. 
you, you probably should go, or I should. I mean, it's your audition room. I definitely should leave, but just give me this. I need this. I need someone to hear this. Can't deal with people. You need to make start somewhere with animals. Person needs some way of dealing with something. If not with people, if not with people, something. With a bed, with a carpet, with a mirror, with, with love, with vomiting, with crying, with fury, with howling because you're alive, with God. How, how about that? With, with, with God, who I'm told turns back on this whole thing some time ago. With, someday with people. People. Thank you. Are you sure this is the place? Absolutely, look at the sign up there. I don't read English. What, because you're a cow? This is America, Angus, the best country in the world. Do you know cows in other countries don't even know enough to keep their hooves out of their own mouths? And they catch diseases from that, and rightfully so, I say. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying, we live in a land of opportunity. Pull yourself up by your yoke strap and better yourself. Learn to read! Well, I can read, but I only know Latin, Italian, and a little French. You disgust me. Anyway, the sign says Dairy Queen. This is the right place. And you're sure she lives here, in this small, colorful building, and not, like, in a castle or something? Who knows why monarchs do what they do. Well, maybe you do, because you speak European. It's not actually a language. So, what do we mean to accomplish, exactly? I have to admit, this plan made a lot more sense right after we ate that funny-looking grass, but I'm starting to have my doubts now. Listen, somebody has to take a stand against tyranny. This person has set themselves up as our queen. Are you sure? Would she even have jurisdiction over us? Because we're male, and we don't actually give milk as such. Well, I mean, I lactated that one time. Yeah, and I thought you said we'd never talk about that again. So I did. We have to curtsy to this queen? Because I don't think our knees bend, or maybe our knees are really elbows, or maybe I'm thinking of the blue whale. Ah, those British panel shows have you all turned around. Think she knows about the four stomachs? A self-proclaimed dairy queen should, wouldn't you think? I don't know what to think. Maybe she has ministers for that, or a cabinet? You mean she has a cabinet full of cow stomachs? That's bordering on atrocity! This is exactly the sort of thing we're trying to prevent. Uh, I don't think anybody's here. It's awfully dark inside. I think you need more light than this for atrocities. Mm. Ah, someone's coming! I told you this place was closed! Shh! What's that? Who's there? Oh, for the love of Pete. Come on, let's get out of here! I'm with you! Uh, yeah, Jim. This is, uh, also Jim. I'll get confused now. Some damn kids let a couple of cows into the mall. They, uh, seem to be, uh, moseying off now. I think they think they're running. Faster, I think we're losing him. We're on the second level. You know we can't walk downstairs, alone or in pairs. It's all right, it's all right. They got one of those escalators. Ooh, the privileges of the highborn. See, and this is why you disgust me. Check out this backside grab. Pretty sweet. Not unlike the backside grab I performed on your mom last night. <laughs> Dude! I'm going for the crooked grind. <laughs> your mom's always asking me to go for that. Dude, seriously, knock it the fuck off. Hey, 
You know what that half pipe reminds me of? I swear to God, dude, if you mention my mom again, I'm gonna break your goddamn nose. I didn't realize it bothered you so much. Hey, hold up for a minute. We should probably talk this out. It's nothing to talk out, just stop. No, seriously. Hey, get get off the board, dude. Have a seat. Let's talk. <sighs> Fine. Listen, buddy, about your mom... Are you fucking kidding me? I was serious about your nose. I will make you look like Nathan Fillion. No, no, I'm serious. I've been looking for the right way to say this, and I've probably been going about it the wrong way, you know, but... Dude. Todd. Me and your mom. Well, it's getting kind of serious. What the fuck? I didn't want to say anything till I was sure it was going somewhere, but I really value her company. And, uh, I think she's into me, too. Seriously, I will go right past Philly and straight for Owen goddamn Wilson. Hey, I don't expect you to call me dad or anything. Well, not right away. Unless you're comfortable doing that. It's just... Your mom has needs, and I can meet those needs. Man, you seen my pole jam? And so is she. You're not kidding, are you? I'm not trying to replace your dad. Well, how could you? He's still alive. He's coming to pick me up any minute now. Think about this for a minute, huh? You remember how much she cried when your sister went off to college? Well, yeah. But then, you remember about three months ago, she wasn't quite so unhappy anymore? Yeah, I do remember that. Well, that's when I started giving her the old lip slide. And this has been going on for three months? Yep. Well, I love my mom. And if your alley-oop is what it takes to make her happy... Dude. Too far. Today's show has been sponsored by Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. If yes, want... Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. Grab a burger before we don't have any again. <laughs> Did they run out? I imagine they run out every day. What the hell would Jughead do then? Fucking, no, he's the one who's eating them all. That's what I'm saying, though. It's what, like, what, fucking then... gets there at like 11 when they open up, eats hamburgers until 2, and then there's no more hamburgers left. <laughs> and he just keeps giving them a tab, huh? Yeah. That's weird. So, so it's terrible business. So he's like the norm yeah. of, of, uh, of, of Pop Tate's chocolate shop. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have any mail, but uh, if, if you would like to send us mail and have us not awkwardly stand here looking around for something to do at the end of the show, uh, you can write to us at sarcasticvoyage at gmail. Yep. We, we do like to get the mail from, from the listeners. We do. Please give us mail. Yes, we like it. Uh, if, if your name is Flunk, though, still no. Yeah. If you're checking, still sorry. Just, just no. I mean, things do change. We, this weekend, almost decided maybe that Austin Powers might be funny again. We put some real thought into that and decided no. I don't think that it is, but other people might disagree. Mm. I don't know. Uh, we, but we quoted it two or three times and, and, and it provoked a laugh. So, uh, who knows? That's true. I don't like it. I mean, the thing is, it was funny. Hmm. But it's like I said, my, you know, my experience was that I had a very Michael Scott boss who... Yeah, that'll that'll kill it for you. Three years after the movie, like, uh, after all of us laughed at the movie, he laughed at the movie, and then went around saying, yeah, baby, for the following three years. 
And that made me never want to think about it ever again. Also, Mike Myers kind of ruined himself. Yeah, that is definitely a thing that happened. And the thing is, like, he was, like, he, all he had to do was keep writing things that were slightly original. And he couldn't manage. No, I would, he, no, he would much rather uh, have a Scottish accent. Uh, the height of comedy. I, I, you know, I like a good Scottish accent, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's more to life than that. Oh. There is. I'm, I'm Mike, sure of it. Mike, listen. There's more to life than a Scottish accent. <laughs> but, but I will say, if there was a new Austin Powers movie, I'd probably see it. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I'd give it a look. I can always tell how serious you are about a thing by how high your voice goes. <laughs> like, if it's something you're absolutely not interested in, you, no. But if you're considering it, eh, eh. I wonder what that's about. And now you understand how I work. Well, I've understood that for years. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Safe journeys, everyone. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Danielle Kale Gregoire, Nathan Lajeunesse, Joseph Rabinson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. With a special appearance by Clayton Weller. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace. Special guest writer, Clayton Weller. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2014.